All right, everybody, let's dive into this under canvas experience that we had. And we do think that there are people out there in our podcast audience that will say, this is crazy. I would never pay this much for a glamping tent. But then we also, and, and I honestly think those people are going to want to hear about it though, right? <laughs> they want to hear about how much <laughs> so they money can, we spend. they can judge us. Hi everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next? A 50 state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of the fall season of the RV Atlas. And we're going to be starting this fall season by doing four episodes about our big trip out west to Yellowstone National Park, Cody, Wyoming, and Grand Teton National Park. And it was a magnificent, dreamy trip, and I kind of wish I was back there right now. There's no better way to start off a new season than talking about an epic national park trip with our kids, right? We hadn't had one for a while. Well, that's right. The <laughs> we summer had to cancel our last one. The summer before, we yeah. canceled a gigantic trip that was going to be Grand Canyon, Zion. Huge, huge. I had it planned. And that's just for somebody who maybe hasn't been listening for years and years, like a lot of our audience has. It's kind of what we've done um, every single year. We do a lot of different RV trips, and many of them are within, say, 10 hours or 12 hours or even maybe 15. But then once a year, starting, I don't know, five years ago, we started to do like one fly and either rent an RV or stay in cabins or something like that somewhere far away that we would never tow our RV with our kids. And so we've gone to the Pacific Northwest one summer or the uh, South Dakota another summer or Glacier, right? So we've done these big ones. And then last summer, went, went, we had to cancel. But this summer, we were back in action in Yellowstone. Well, it was a little hard on you because you were pumped on that Grand Canyon yes. trip. So, you know, that first summer of COVID, we canceled it for obvious reasons. But then, as I often do, I redirected us to Yellowstone and Grand Teton when you probably still maybe would have picked Grand Teton. Of course, Canyon. I would have just gone with the trip that we had scheduled. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm also very flexible as a human being. You're very flexible. <laughs> I've been with you for 20-something years. And you're, you're, you're a magnificent trip planner, and um, which is, I guess, probably why, like, road trippers wanted you. And, uh, and I think that, like, as we talk through this trip, you made several really key decisions that made this an incredible seven to eight day trip. Now, we it all started for us with these out west fly and camp trips with yeah. Olympic. Mm -hmm. That is the greatest trip I've ever gone on in my life. That was a 26-day <laughs> road trip oh, through the, the Pacific Northwest. Days. Yeah. Uh, look, it cost a fortune. Yeah. We were gone mm -hmm. for almost a month. Uh, and I Unfortunately, it's the trip by which I compare all other fly and drive trips. I, I want every trip to be that trip. I think we've had many trips that compare to that trip. It, it, you just get so stuck on the length. But anyway, I, no, 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 I do. Start, you do. To you, no, don't it, blow the past longer it. the trip, the better. And that just, 
over the years, I think that that was true when the kids were younger and, you know, kids, you have to move slower, like with little, little kids, right? Like you have nap time for crying all night, you know, just like, and as they've gotten older, first of all, they can just do so much more. I Almost mean, like twice as much as when they were little. More than that. Like we just can cram so much into a day. They just keep going. Right. And then we do much more intense things too. Right. So there's these really intense experiences. And I have to be honest, you even thought our glacier trip at I don't know. How many days was it? Glacier was about eight days, too. I think it was eight or four nine. Nights. It, it was four nights at the east, uh, west side All of the park, right. four nights on the east side of the park. That's it? Okay. So, And you were really bummed about that. And I'm telling you, we no, were- Bummed before we went. Right. No, no, no. But you, we were all wiped out by the end of those eight days because we just go, right? And every day we were doing 12-mile hikes and eight-mile hikes and uh, tours and- you We know, hiked about 30 miles together as a family. Yeah. So, so you know, I think that I have a- <laughs> As per usual, I have definitely changed and adjusted over the years as our kids have grown up. And then you like get, you're like stuck in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and what I love about doing this show with you, <laughs> when I can get you because you're in demand, is that you explain my life to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and you just explain my life to me. Because uh, look, we were supposed to go to Yellowstone for 14 days this summer. Okay. Yeah. We had a 14 day. Because it's not just and Yellowstone. And when I say, well, Yellowstone, Grand Teton, Grand Teton yeah. Cody, mm-hmm. yeah. um, blah, blah, blah. We were supposed to have a 14 day trip. And literally it was booked. When I say supposed to, like the trip was booked. We hadn't bought the airfare. But then we had, let's call it travel baseball drama, which I will not go into. No, don't massive, bore anybody. I will everybody not go can imagine. Don't bore. It's just once well, everybody that's listening that has older kids knows once kids get serious into sports, it ruins everything. The end. Let's well, move on. But also, I love I I they do, I want to say to our podcast it. audience, I love watching my yeah. boys play baseball. But basically, they switch travel baseball teams, and that caused their whole schedule to switch. And when we made that switch, we had to make this, which was a very good switch for our children. Uh, but we had to make the decision to then cut Yellowstone in half mm-hmm. into a seven day trip. And your whole argument was. We will have an amazing seven to eight day Yellowstone trip. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. You, you can't tried have to an amazing totally. trip. You, no, did. I was a total, you were like, let's go to New York Falls. <laughs> I was like, total, did I actually say that? You said some wacky things. And I was like, oh those God. are not substitutes. I'm a, I'm a gigantic <laughs> toddler. And it's, I'm getting. You said some pretty unbelievable destinations. <laughs> and, and, and my argument was. But the Pacific Northwest trip was 26 days. <laughs> and it was, amazing. and you, but then your argument was, but Glacier was eight days and Glacier was amazing. Yeah. And you just explain why. Because we're so active now and the kids are older and we're doing so much hiking and so much physical stuff. You're right. We were exhausted yeah. on day eight of Glacier and we were ready to go home. Yeah. I mean, it kills me to say that. Like, yeah, we were ready no, to go home, but we were. It's a lot. Travel's a lot and the things we do are a lot. And it wasn't like a pool vacation. So it wasn't like you could take a pool day and sit by the pool or a beach vacation. We take a day at the beach. It's Glacier, right? We were go, go, going. So it was fine. And we completely rearranged the trip. But by which he means so, that you did. Yes, you, I did. You, I completely I, ignored you. That, I did really I'm, because actually I was, completely ignore you. I was suffering over the lost days. <laughs> oh, everybody and, feels and, so bad. And, you, yeah. and parts of the trip were going to have to be cut and I couldn't I couldn't handle it. Okay, but but actually you got something out of it because in this shuffle, here's what happened. We are going to do, I think we said four episodes. On the trip. Okay, on the trip. And here are the episodes. We are gonna do an episode on Yellowstone. 
with kids and the days we spent there. We're going to do an episode on Cody and we're going to do an episode on Grand Teton. Today, the first episode is going to be on Under Canvas. Under Canvas Yellowstone. And now we had a really remarkable experience here and we said, you know what, this is interesting to people. We want to talk about this. We'll talk more about why. But um, you got something out of this shift because we had originally planned for only two nights at Under Canvas. And, and you... she did just say, she did just say shift. Yes. Did I? What a, did it sound <laughs> different? <laughs> like you said something else. Okay. Um, and in this shift, you got three nights at Under Canvas. I was pushing hard. Because we had originally going to be staying two different places for Yellowstone because we had the time. We decided, no, just cut it out. Stay at one place. And this was it. So we did three nights. I was a little, we'll talk more about why I was like on the fence about that, right? But but I do want to encourage everybody, we sometimes forget to mention our second book, which was See You at the Campground. Um, and we actually talk a lot about this in one of the chapters on like RV rentals and everything. Sometimes people ask us, how do you decide when to bring your own RV someplace, when to rent an RV, when to do a cabin rental. And in that chapter, I actually spent a while explaining like why we've made different choices at different types of trips. And I'm a big fan of those different choices. I know some of our listeners only travel by RV, but guess what, guys? You're actually the minority. Most of our listeners do different kinds of trips. They take their RVs on some trips and then other trips they maybe fly and drive. Which really, or... you told me that years ago. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think so. No, we did But then polls, we started like poking and asking Facebook questions. Group. And in like the RV Atlas group on Facebook, mm -hmm. the number of people that own an RV but then do do other, or did yeah. cruises yep. or own an RV but are DVC members mm -hmm. own an RV but have a lake house. Yep. It's it's high. Like people that are into vacation and travel are into vacation and travel. So yeah, we're we're not didactic about that. And and here obviously we had eight days. You can't drive to Yellowstone no. and come home in eight days. Well, that's what I talk about in the chapter, how, you know, if we don't have the time and we really want to explore a location, we don't want to waste time doing a drive that's really not enjoying the drive. You're not stopping along the way and taking in this great country of ours, right? You're actually just driving past things for a really long time and getting in fights in the car. So we don't do that. We get on a plane. And really, honestly, this trip was amazing. We got on a plane at, I forget what time it was in the morning, um, like at... 10 or 11 in the morning here at Newark, we were at, we flew into Jackson Hole Airport and we were at the under canvas by eight o'clock at night, their time, right? So it was a pretty phenomenal thing to leave Newark in the morning and show up at under canvas Montana in the evening. And we have said to our RV owners out there listening, we hear from you a lot that you're dying to go out west to national parks, but you can't find the time to drive out there. So we're in the same situation because of work and responsibilities. So this has been our answer, and it's worked out really, really well for us. So we're going to dive in, do a whole episode just breaking down the under canvas experience, which was ridiculously expensive and ridiculously phenomenally yeah. awesome and yes. magical yes, memories yes. <laughs> that our kids will remember for the rest of our lives. It was an exceptional, exceptional American travel experience. But first, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Thetford. Thetford makes going places easy by manufacturing top RV maintenance and sanitation products, and they've been doing it since 1963. Thetford's Aquamax holding tank treatments neutralize odors and accelerate waste digestion to prevent clumping, clogging, and tank residue, 
all at the same time. The Aquamax family is Bronopollen formaldehyde-free, so it's campground-friendly and California-compliant. It's also proudly made in the USA. Thetford's family of Aquamax holding tank treatments have been extensively researched and treated safe for all RV and marine toilets, holding tanks, and septic systems. Aquamax is available in liquid toss-ins and drive packets in seven different sizes and in spring shower scent and summer cypress scent. To find out more, head on over to thetford.com. All right, everybody, let's dive into this under-canvas experience that we had. And we do think that there are people out there in our podcast audience that will say, this is crazy. I would never pay this much for a glamping tent. But then we also, and, and I honestly think those people are going to want to hear about it though, right? <laughs> they want to hear about how much <laughs> so they money can, we spend. They can judge us. Um, <laughs> but then I also, I mean, we know as a fact, I mean, there are people in our Facebook group planning a trip like this next summer yes. and staying it under a, canvas. A few people, yeah. People were, have been waiting for this episode yet. to okay. come out. So what is under canvas? All right. Some of you may have heard about these luxury glamping locations that have been popping up over the last, say, five to 10 years. Okay. Like there's been, it, it was a slow burn at first and there's been a little bit of an explosion. Well, under canvas was actually one of the earliest. All right. They are a chain of 12 now, but they're First one actually opened in West Yellowstone in 2012. I didn't know that. Yes, actually. I didn't realize that that was the first one either until I saw it on their website. But now I'm remembering something that I overheard the manager say while we were there. He had somebody else from another under canvas visiting on their vacation. And um, the person said, oh, my God, it's so different than when it opened. Like, it's been completely overhauled yeah. already in that time. Okay. I right, did not know. Because that was the earliest. Yeah. So other locations are in Glacier in Montana, in Moab, Zion, Lake Powell, Grand Staircase, a lot in Utah. In fact, I saw this wonderful – I'm on their email list, of course, and I got this great email about, like, the loop you could do in Utah and stay at all of their vacation – their places. And let me tell you something. I was about to sign up for that loop. Um, Mount Rushmore, Great Smoky Mountains, Grand Canyon. Canyon and Acadia. So really a, a big geographical range, even though obviously most of them are out there in the West. Um, other ones that you may have heard of are like collective retreats. I think that's the closest to under canvas, but, but collective retreats is a little more she-she. And under campus actually has a reputation for being family friendly. You nailed it because yeah. I researched both of them because there is a collective retreats mm -hmm. Yellowstone. The collective retreats Yellowstone basically does not have glamping tents that can accommodate children. They don't want them. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I think Auto Camps is has the um, airstreams. And to be quite frank, I think that's the case too. I think if you have very dainty kids, maybe you're careful kids. But if you have our kids, it may not be the best to stay for you either. Everything seems a little bit precious there also. Um, and that's okay. I don't mind places that are adult, you know, more adult focused. But for us traveling with our kids, we definitely wanted a place where we didn't feel like our kids were the loudest ones in the room. And we did not feel that way at Under Canvas. It really was truly a family-friendly location. It, honestly, I mean, obviously we knew it was, uh, accommodated kids because we rented a tent that accommodated yeah. kids that had extra beds. We'll get but there. I was, yeah, I know, <laughs> your, your notes on this one. But I mean, honestly, it still surprised me how family-friendly it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was I, not exclusionary to kids I, at all. I completely agree. And I was shocked. All right. So you were a hundred percent, you were 150% committed <laughs> to spending time at under canvas out there. 
I was on the fence really largely, honestly, there was a little bit of sticker shock for me, not because I won't spend money on a quality experience. I'm the one who usually would rather buy a good piece of furniture than a cheap one. You've like spent you spent a lot of money on the quality experience of marrying me. <laughs> yeah, that, that has been a lot of money. That's true. Um, but I was really worried that it was going to be one of those things where you spend a lot of money for, I'm going to be very honest, for Instagram pictures. Like that the actual experience is an eye roll and you would have rather have been in a hotel. It's like a, it's like a brag. But it's like, but I have these beautiful pictures of me being in a tent and that's why I'm spending 500 and something dollars a night, which was the average cost. Like it's like a travel flex. I did feel that way. I thought it was a thing and here we are doing it. So I was a little on the fence, but we did it. We spent about 500 uh, 50-ish a night and we did three nights. So there's your there's your numbers for you. For three nights, we spent about $1,550, $1,600. We just lost like a dozen podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> like they're like, but, no, but I want to put that. Not even true, please. No, I know. Everybody's paying. People are paying two hundred something dollars a night for Fort Wilderness. People are people paying, paying seventy five thousand dollars for Fifth Wheels. I mean, exactly. But the, the, there's there's another issue with that price. I, I want to talk through that price for one second. Uh, overnight accommodations around Glacier and Yellowstone and Grand Teton are just really freaking expensive. I mean, like our other option yeah. was the KOA, which is actually right, right next there. to mm-hmm. it up on the highway though. And that was like, I mean, that's 320 to 375. So let's be honest here. If the for cabin's cabin, 370 for a cabin. Not for a site, yeah. The cabin's three yes, not an RV site. Mm-hmm. The cabin's 375 and under canvas under canvas is five fifty, you're not ridiculously far apart. Now in your mind you're only paying two hundred dollars <laughs> a night. That's what you do. <laughs> no, but no, but oh, okay. Now let's also look at an RV yeah. site. A lot of these RV sites are $100 a night. Okay, way more affordable, but you have to get there. Yeah, I know. You have to drive there and pay for gas. Oh, and food along the way and stops on. I know the numbers. We've been doing this for enough years that we know the numbers inside and out. It never changes, though. The price tags still give people sticker shock, right? That's just like the end. So anyway, we spent the money. And here's like the spoiler alert. Um, It was – I was – I I will I will spend it again at every opportunity. If Once I have a year, money. kind of thing. Heck oh yes! My gosh. Okay, but we're, we'll dive into the specifics. But first, we are going to enjoy a sponsored message from our friends at Go RVing. GoRVing.com is packed with all of the information you need to get started and go RVing. Check out GoRVing's Get Started tab to find information from real RVers about buying an RV, renting an RV finding a campground, and a comprehensive first-timers toolkit. The Buying an RV section includes a complete guide to buying a new RV and tips for visiting national parks. The Renting an RV section explores your options for trying before buying. The Finding a Campground section lets you search campgrounds by state. The First-timers toolkit is a robust set of blog posts and how-to videos that will turn you into an expert RVer in no time at all. Go RVing's Get Started tab is packed with the content you need to become a more experienced RVer and have fun doing it. And this is just a small sample of the content you will find there. To find out more, head on over to GoRVing.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. So let's talk about two different things here in two different segments. Let's talk about the tents themselves that you're getting at Under Canvas. And then we'll talk about the communal areas and the communal experiences, because that's really how it's broken down. Like you got your own tent, which was pretty awesome and special and unique. And then you have the large central area, which was also pretty awesome and unique. So um, 
we all loved this tent. Oh, but first of all, let's break down the type of tent we okay, had. And actually, right. it almost went badly. It almost went wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sideways. All right. So the tents there are those safari-style canvas tents, and they can accommodate, you know, group sizes ranging from couples to larger families. Um, all of the locations have standard, like the standard luxury canvas tents, and they have suites, deluxe suites stargazers and safaris all right now there are also options that combine some of those different types of tents along with a kid tent right and that kid tent it like is right next to like whether it's the deluxe or whether it's the suite the kids tents next to it and it has two beds in it that's what we got Yes. But we, that's not what well, we booked originally. We got a deluxe. Right. Originally, we had had a suite. And in the suite, it, it, it includes room for the whole family to sleep. And then we were going to have a cot. And we had it. So it would have been all five of us sleeping in a suite, which I actually saw there while we were there. And they were really nice. It almost was like two rooms in the same tent. And can we say right now, like why we initially booked that instead of the additional sure, tent? Because we knew the additional tent was going to be a bus. We know. Our kids are scaredy cats. I love them. In some ways, <laughs> they're they're, so they're brave, wonderful children. And they're tough athletes uh, sleeping alone in a tent no. in Wyoming. We knew that wouldn't go well. No. So when we originally booked the trip, we booked the suite. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, we're in the higher price range here because we have three kids. You yeah. can stay at under canvas for less than oh, yeah, five fifty. Yeah, yeah. There's like options for like three seventy five. I think we have the so tax. When the trip was cut from fourteen to seven seven days, we also had to change the we overall were arranging dates. our days. So yeah. Stephanie called back under canvas and they're like, "Oh, we don't have the suites anymore, but you can get the tent with the separate tent, and it's literally a separate tent. You have yeah. to walk." you know, 20 steps to get to it. And we had serious trepidation about our boys I didn't care sleeping about. in a separate tent. It was their fault I was changing. So they were going to, that's honestly, that's why I said it's their fault. I led with that. It's your fault, <laughs> your baseball schedule. Yeah, but, okay. But what happened when we showed up and we're right. like, hey, Max, so Dale, had, there's your tent. We had the deluxe. Honestly, they might've stayed out there. They honestly might've, but what happened was the temperatures while we were out there were dipping down into the 20s 29 at night. degrees. Yeah. So we had the deluxe in the kid tent and we got and we were going to do one cot in the main tent for Wes. So we get there at like 8, 8.30 at night. We get to the tent and we're like, oh my gosh, it is freezing. There's a wood stove in the main tent and they give you a whole thing about how to use it and they give you all your wood and your kindling and your starters. And, and then the kid tent outside is totally unheated and there's no wood stove so to be honest if we had fought it like you know your kids are going to wake up 27 degrees in the middle of the night like that's how is that no, going to happen it was not it wouldn't have been cool i mean, so, I mean and the, the, the beds were nice and there were nice thick blankets so we got two cots <laughs> two more cots because we already had no, a no, cot. No, 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 two cots. Remember, Wes oh, slept Wesley in the bed. slept right. in the bed with us. So we got two cots. We were like, bring an extra cot. There was a cot. We brought an extra cot. And they we were lined... nice about getting it for us. They were. They were lovely. They lined. We lined it up against one of the walls, and Wes was in the king size bed with us. And that is how we slept for all three nights. It was a really romantic stay. Very romantic. <laughs> it was, this... but it was perfectly comfortable. Like the fact that oh all God, five we of were us all... were sleeping in a deluxe tent, it really was perfectly. We were comfortable. all the master bed was 
luxurious, oh, like the king size bed. The linens are so. It was like warm. eighty million thread count. Oh, it was just the perfect pairing of like luxury and, and roughing the, it because you were freezing. The wood fired stove too was like such a fun part of the experience. I had to make the fire every night before you had bed. to wake up in the middle of the night and every, kick it up again because it was. So I cold. woke up cold every night at like say three, three in the morning, yeah. and I had to go in the dark. It's it's inside the tent, right, and then it's vented out of the tent, and I had to go over and light the fire again and the only complaint i have about under canvas is they give you these little tiny crappy matches so it's 3 30 in the morning and i'm up there trying to like spark these little junky matches in the dark and light the fire and i'm like god i'm spending 550 a night for this and, and i I'm, can't get the fire lit well, and i'm freezing and it's you're gonna awesome bring your fancy lighter All but, right. the, but i'm saying that was one of my yeah. favorite memories from the whole trip is waking up in the middle of the night trying to get the fire lit so they also have regular flushing toilet which we were actually surprised that we thought it'd be more of like a cassetti kind of a thing i'm gonna be honest or, with you i didn't even know we were getting a toilet well the safari tents have the communal the rest of and them which were very clean yes the communal toys were pristine Ma- every time i went in at any time of day and but but the deluxe tents have an actual flushing toilet and they had a hot water shower but the thing is about the hot water shower you had to hold it you know, like it's like a chain. So you don't waste so water. So you're not wasting water. So, so it's like, it's like, it's like luxury, but roughing. And it, it was a hot bit. water though. I mean, it you was had hot water. propane heated. But hot what water. I, what I learned was, is it's too cold in the morning. So after our first morning there, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot take a shower. What I learned to do for the three days we were there is you took shower in the afternoon at the warmest time of the day when you were, when your feet weren't icicles, you took a shower in the afternoon, your hair could dry and everything in time for bed. You did not take a shower in the morning. It was 29 degrees. We almost every day. <laughs> Woke up to about 29 to 31 degrees, and it was 80 degrees by 4 o'clock every day. It was a 50-degree temperature swing every day. It was cold every night, but we all snuggled and were cozy in that tent, and we had our fire going, and it was – honestly, it was just downright magical. This was end of um, August, beginning of September for anybody that's listening and missed when this is. Now, there's no electricity. What they do is they give you battery packs that you can change in for new charged ones, you know, every day if you need to. And they give you um, rechargeable lanterns. So they give you a few lanterns, a few battery packs, and send you on your way. We did not. We literally had no troubles. And it was real easy swapping in and out the yeah. battery packs. It died down. You bring it back to the communal area. You get a new battery pack. maybe we would have brought more headlamps if we had kind of thought that through. Yes, Absolutely. We Walking would back and forth. Like, I think we would have been like, okay, everybody needs a headlamp on this My trip. flashlight that I did bring in my backpack yeah. was like really clutch, the fact yeah. that I brought a flashlight. Uh, it was those bare bones lanterns, which are kind of cool looking and hip. The inside of the tent had two really comfortable chairs, so you could also sit by the wood-burning uh, stove. Oh, wonderful soap, shampoo, conditioner from a local place, They were I like think. beyond organic. Like, uh, <laughs> organic plus. Uh, really, like they just smelled so good. They like, didn't have everything. to kill any bad things no. to make the soap. It was no, just like the soap was, so was made nice. out of like. Okay. Now, now another nice, the tent was wonderful, marvelous. I can't wait to stay in another one, but there was also the communal area, which was amazing. So we're going to talk about that. But first, a sponsored message from our friends at CampSpot. CampSpot is a free instant booking platform for camping across North America. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more, whether it's last minute or for your epic road trip months away. CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, 
price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and a lowest price guarantee so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Plus, you can save your favorite campground finds for future trips and keep all of your reservations organized in one place. No more digging through old emails to access those reservations. With CampSpot, they are always right at your fingertips. It is time to book those 2022 camping trips right now, believe it or not. To find your CampSpot, visit CampSpot.com today. All right, so now let's talk about the communal area, but let me kind of link up our tent to the communal area. So some of the tents are close to the communal area, which has um, food, it has coffee, it has s'mores, it has you know gifts, not like a full-on gift shop, it has gifts. So some of the tents are close. Some of them are a bit of a walk, and ours fell into that category. Ours was yeah. a bit of a walk. I was I fine, mean, though. I, yards. It, and I'll tell you why. The stargazing at Under Canvas was one of the most phenomenal experiences of our kids' lives. In fact, Max, no matter how many times we asked through the entire trip, ranked that as his top experience in all of Yellowstone. Just and sitting on the like porch on our tent. Looking at the stars at night. The Milky Way was amazing. There was falling stars every, every we three just, minutes. We just sit there seeing shooting stars. It was they, – they had never seen a night sky like that. And – um I think the closer, you know, every bit matters. And if you were by the communal tent, there would have been more light and you wouldn't have had that. I didn't didn't think of that. So I actually kind of liked being a little bit further away. It didn't bother me. Well, but here it's, it's odd. The things that end up being your favorite memories. I mean, because, God, we went to Yellowstone, and it was magnificent. We're going to do a whole episode on that. But one of my favorite memories from this trip was waking up every morning at, like, 7 o'clock, freezing cold, and we brought our two Yeti coffee cups, which were so clutch on this trip. And uh, Stephanie just rolled her eyes. <laughs> you're like, I to, you're like, I, I brought my two. Yeti coffee cups. I brought oh, how two. good was your coffee in that? <laughs> I brought you coffee in a Yeti coffee cup every morning, and it stayed warm for hours. Thank you should be thanking you. me. you're a hero. But one of my little favorite memories waking up cold in the morning the fires kind of die down i would light the fire for the third time for the morning so that it warmed up for you guys i would take my backpack bring the coffee mugs over and i had an additional thermos and i'd go over to the communal area make the boys a thermos of hot chocolate fill two coffee mugs up for us and the coffee at under canvas was good really good and then walking back to the tent and pouring you guys hot chocolates and giving you your coffee and having my coffee was an absolute. She's like, get on with it. You are such was a mountain it? man. Okay, great. You got. No, the I coffee. am not. I am totally not a mountain man. You can tell. You can write a short story about it. Okay, like yes, that was Stephanie, wonderful. The coffee was good, and yes. it deserved a very specific shout out. The communal tent was open 24 7 that's an important note so and it really was stocked with the coffee tea hot chocolate hot cider and also s'mores packets so they had the propane um fire pits outside and of course there's serious burn bans in a lot of the west this summer and a lot of summers at this time so they had the propane you know fireplaces going there you did not have fires at your they could site. have had i mean just because we're raving about this place and we truly are raving about it it might have been nice if they had a couple more of those propane fire pits because people did really it was hard to get right yeah 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 i guess i I guess it was like it was okay with me because we were inside the the communal there's so there's like the big communal tent there's inside areas and outside areas and inside there's couches and chairs and um heaters and lots of board games and also like the coffee station and grab and go food that you can take in the morning or if you get back too late there they'd have like sandwiches and stuff and then outside live music a beer truck like um cornhole there was a badminton 
Annette, like really, truly a remarkable setup for just moving people around and giving people spaces to feel comfortable and for us to hang out. I mean, we hung out every night in that communal tent playing games and stuff with the Board boys. games, reading. Cornhole outside, making s'mores at the fire pits. It was amazing. There's coffee table books there. there it was, And you could hang with your family alone in a quiet nook or you could go out and socialize and get a drink and play cornhole. So it had that nice mix too if you're a little bit quieter and you don't want to meet other people there's room for that if you want to hang out and meet other travelers and Ugh. talk about their day in the park oh, stop it <laughs> <laughs> no way well, honestly look we we kind of nooked up with our family yeah. there was this one little corner we loved that had the board games and again you know a trip to yellowstone and grand tetons met two of the most magnificent places in the world and some of our favorite memories are just those like quiet things you do as a family and you do with your kids and the accommodations and the campgrounds uh, have so much to do with that type of thing. Now, there was also an on-site restaurant, which was amazing. It was really good. Really, really good. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner were served there, full bar. And the breakfast, like we had these big um, hash, like like potato hash. Kind of mountain man type breakfast. Breakfast, or you get, you know, like French toast, whatever, like all the kind of stuff. But the food was excellent. And after we had breakfast there the first morning, of course, the boys want, like every morning we wanted breakfast there because it was so like filling and it basically brought us through the day because we didn't want the like junky breakfast, lunch at some random place in Yellowstone. Well, it's hard to get it was hard it's hard to get good food in and around the park first so of all. well you really need the the most important thing is to have a huge thing of snacks in your car while you're driving around the yellowstone you are not near a snack bar at any given time right so you need to have like we had this big bag of like trail mix and jerky and apples and everything in the back of the car and it was just like just snack on it through the day because eventually we'll get to somewhere for food and we'll feed But that you. big hearty breakfast there. And that is not in the communal tent. There's actually a separate restaurant, which I think was built separately and is originally was not part of under canvas or they're renting it or something. So it doesn't, ex- I mean, it, it's a lodge and it's beautiful yeah. and it fits into the overall oh my vibe, gosh. but you have it. to walk over there or drive over there. Um, and the food was so good. I mean, the under they, look, they nailed this experience. If you're going to charge that much, you've got to nail the experience. Right? Everything was good. Like everything has to click. Everything was perfect. I didn't know that somebody could balance the luxury with the rustic and not feel like you're get, like either I'm getting overcharged for a tent experience or it's like too precious and too shishi and I'm not getting that outdoor experience. They nailed it. They, I love it. I will stay in an under canvas any chance I get in the future. I had such an amazing time there and I was truly sad to leave. It was hard for me to leave. It was so uh, just magical there. I am not going to say it was just as amazing as actually going into the park, but like I just well, said, you were so at many of we heard my, coyotes yeah, in the morning in howling. Location. I mean, the horses were off on a on a. There was like a horse farm next door. I mean, it really come on. It it, it was. To I die have for. now looked at all the under campus <laughs> locations on the website. Yeah, and I think you know, I think next They're summer we're both kind of looking at some of the locations in Utah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to Grand get my Canyon. fix. I will have to get my fix. There's just no way the around Acadia it. The Acadia one so is right on the water. But I think it is 30 to 40 minutes from Acadia. So if you are going to look at an under canvas experience and it's called under canvas Grand Canyon, under canvas Acadia, just make sure you take a look and see how close oh, it actually so is to say, the park. This is 15 minutes from the this West Yellowstone right entrance. There. So and this like is said, a really. It's yeah. right next to the KOA. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, look, I think you could easily spend 400 a night for a family on disappointing accommodations. 
oh, in this area. We have. Oh, we have. <laughs> and, and we have. <laughs> and and this, yeah, this was sort of a top dollar. And look, having three kids just, you know, unless hard, we, if we yeah. don't have our RV, it's like two hotel rooms, a Ugh. cabin, yeah. or the biggest glamping tent at Under Canvas. I mean, so not only did we go to Under Canvas, we had to get the most expensive tent. Wait, and you have to get extra, are charged extra for a cot. <laughs> So we're do, like, I hey, I'm not sure. No, they, you do. It's a, I, to me, the reservations, okay. you hit cost. But the second one they up. brought that they night, they did not charge us, us for that. No. And, and, and that leads me to the customer service, which is maybe yes. wrap it up there. I mean, the staff. Lovely. 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 Very young, lovely staff. You know, you hear, I'm going to take a minute to just say, you hear enough people saying <laughs> that kids, kids these days, millennials. Were. Yeah, exactly. These were young seasonal workers at this campground and they were professional and helpful and friendly and chatty and just went above and beyond whenever you needed something. We needed an extra set of blankets or more wood or more kindling. They were lovely. And they also, in the conversations I had, they were knowledgeable about the park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I went in and I had to wait in line this long to get it. Like they would tell you about their experiences that you would know. Now, what were we doing wrong at age 21? Why weren't we working? I say that all the time. I had no idea that world. What a summer job. If the boys came along to me one time we're like oh i'm gonna go do you remember the um young girl who was doing the red car tours in glacier oh yeah she like, she knew the park better than like the park rangers I, like that kind of job like i i'm actually happy that i know now that those kinds of jobs exist for those college students because i'll tell the boys to go do something like that for a summer yeah but she, so hike, she hikes alone in glacier I with her earphones not on. to do that don't do that <laughs> don't do that all right everybody we've got three more episodes coming at you about the actual yellowstone Grand Teton and Cody. Um, so tune in and hear all the other details about our trip. So next week we'll do a, just a big banging episode on Yellowstone. We're going to pack it all into one episode. And man, we did a lot for such a short time in Yellowstone. I'm, I'm just like proud of how much we covered. And I feel like we really know the park well. <laughs> so proud. I know I am. Like I was worried we would leave Yellowstone and feel are. like, oh, we didn't do it. We didn't we'll do Yellowstone. We'll talk about that in the Yellowstone I know episode. We will. And then after that, we went to Cody. And I think that, um, you know, maybe I, I tried to talk us out of going to Cody, but you decided to uh, make sure we went to Cody. That was awesome, too. And then Grand Teton National Park. So that's going to be coming up over the next few weeks on the RV Atlas. So we'll see you at the Under Canvas Glam- Campground. It's a Glam- campground. It is a campground. It's a campground. We'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thanks to our sponsors. To Jayco, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and our friends at Ocala Marion County in Florida. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, visit thervatlas.com. And join the friendliest group of RVers over at the RV Atlas Group on Facebook. And if you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.